0: Take a minute to visit RachelCarman.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hey
1: there, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Today, we're going to do something a little new and a
2: little different And we will jump into part one of two parts of A Little New and A Little Different right after. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by bestselling author Katie Clemens. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold.
0: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This. Okay,
1: thanks so much for tuning in today. And I am going to take one of the presentations that I gave at a homeschool conference in 2018 and divide it into two parts and run it the next two times on the podcast. You may not realize that I am a homeschool mother of seven. My husband and I have a podcast entitled Let's talk homeschool. So over there at that podcast, you can look that up and we talk about all things homeschool. And I don't usually do that here on the Real Refreshment Podcast. But since it is homeschool conference season, and since some of you may be considering for the first time, perhaps the originally unthinkable to you, as it was to me, if you've not heard my story about how I became a homeschool mom, you can also look up that over at Let's Talk Homeschool, and I give my whole story. But the short version is, I didn't want to be a homeschool mom, I made fun of homeschool moms, and yet... God in his goodness ordained circumstances in which I became a homeschool mom, and it was a glorious adventure. And subsequently, I became a speaker at homeschool conferences, and not just in the United States, but literally around the world advocating for home education, which I happen to believe is a sanctifying process that is really good for you, Mom, and for your family and for your kids. And so we did that for 26 years. I am now in retirement. All my kids have graduated high school and been launched. But the session that I am taking to divide into two for you today and next time is entitled, and I have to read this because I'm known for my wordy titles. So it is entitled, Five things that you need to know that you probably don't know you need to know before you pick out curriculum. So if you're considering homeschool, maybe you've already done your first year, maybe you're thinking about it, maybe you know you're supposed to think about it and you're a little tentative, I want to encourage you to find a homeschool conference and go. I went the first time over 27 years ago now, and it was life-changing for me. And actually, it's been my journey that resulted in this presentation, and so I would encourage you to consider listening to this with a completely open mind and heart to see what God might have in store for you and your family. And I dare you to look up and attend a homeschool conference so that you can be encouraged and consider what God might do. Here's part one of two. How's everyone doing? Good. We should do a collective exhale. right, breathe in, exhale out. Some of you are here by yourselves as moms. Some of you are here by yourselves as couples, and some of you brought your children, but no matter how you got here, we're glad that you're here. My name is Rachel Carmen, and I am the homeschooling mother of seven. My husband and I are the owners, the stewards of Apologia Educational Ministries, and so you can catch us downstairs. And Throughout the weekend, I'll be telling more and more of our story as a family, and I think I have a shot of our family, but just to give you a little background, it was 22 years ago this month that I came to my first homeschool conference kicking and screaming because, you know what, homeschooling was for other people and not for me, and the only reason I went to homeschool conference is because someone else was watching my children and paying for me to go. And so I went at the end of a difficult year. We decided to homeschool our oldest son, who it was my first that child. The Lord has blessed me with three and, um, was really confident I did not want to do it a second year. But these dear friends, dear people saw an opportunity for us to go and they were like, you really should go. And so they paid for us to go to our first homeschool conference. And literally, the rest is history. It totally changed the trajectory of our lives and put us on a course that I could not have even imagined that God would set for us. And my husband's a mechanical engineer by trade, and yet today we own a homeschool publishing company. And it all started back with that one conference that we went to 22 years ago. So uh, just to get you a little up to date, I have seven children. My oldest is 20. I've graduated five from our homeschooling and 22 years of home education. My oldest son will get his graduate degree from New St. Andrews, the 10th of this month in theology and Hebrew. Um, my second son has an art degree from SCAD, uh, Savannah School of Art and Design, in sequential art, which just is a fancy way of saying comics. He also has an animation certificate from Animation Mentor in um, in, California. Um, My oldest daughter will graduate from the King's College in New York City with a degree in politics, philosophy, and economics next May, a year from now. My middle daughter is studying um, intercultural studies at um, Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. My youngest daughter will be commissioned from her gap year program um, on the 11th of this month. So a week from tomorrow. And then my name is Rachel. My two youngest sons are Joseph and Benjamin, uh, 16 and 14. And so my aim is to finish strong. Um, I wanted to do this session for a long time um, because I didn't have anybody holding my hand when I went to my first homeschool conference. And in fact, I remember we, uh, the people who paid for us to go said, whatever you do, Avoid the book fair and spend as much time as possible in the workshopping sessions because what you need are the workshops. What you need is to talk to people who have done this. What you need is to hear their advice and their admonitions and their encouragement. I didn't want any of that, right? But as God would have it, I literally did not even look at the sign, uh, did not even look at the listing and just went into a session because my whole objective was to be able to say that I went not to actually get anything out of it. And I went in and sat down and it changed our lives. However, I did dare to go downstairs at that conference to the book fair and about 20 paces in, I couldn't breathe um, because it was just so completely overwhelming. I was at a conference at the time that had 7,000 people. I don't know what the numbers are here for this weekend, but do some multiplication and you'll get the intensity of that weekend for me personally. And I really didn't know what to do. And so as I got further into homeschooling and started becoming a homeschool advocate and started speaking at homeschool conferences, this session was really at the heart of something that I wanted to do because I really feel like it can totally be completely overwhelming in ways that you don't even know how to communicate to walk into a homeschool book fair downstairs. And so I want to kind of take that out of it and in this session. So I'm doing um, five things that you need to know that you probably don't know you need to know before you pick out curriculum. And actually, each of the five have five subheadings. So it's going to be a list of 25. Now, my goal is not that you would be able to take all of these in and I and I'm speaking for all the speakers this weekend. We um, all I would say I know probably all of the speakers that are here this weekend, and let me tell you what our prayer is. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit would go before us and weave our messages together and bless you in an amazing way. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And so if really, literally, if you get one thing from here and one thing from across the hall and one thing tomorrow, I mean, that's, that's success for us because we want to find a way to lock arms with you and encourage you on this path. So, you're going to feel probably at a couple of times this weekend like you're drinking from a fire hose. And I want to encourage you to exhale and lean in, okay? Because this is this this is going to require that. So let's see if technology is going to cooperate. Dun, 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 dun. So this is our beginning. When we started, um, I was so thrilled for Charles originally to go to school because he really was that kid. He's pictured here with his brother, Carmen Family Homeschool, and then their um, oldest sister, Anne. Um, it was just the three of us when we start. Uh, just the three of them when we started. And in fact, having seven is actually related to our homeschool journey, but that's a story for another day. But this is what it looked like when we started, um, just to give you some context. So number one of the five things you need to know that you may not know you need to know, you need to know God. Now, I know that there are people and maybe some in this room tonight that want to do this without him, and you can bullheadedly do that. I would recommend against it. Um, This is a remarkable journey, and I really believe that a huge part of it is getting to know him at a level that you would not otherwise. So you need to know God. First, you need to know that he's faithful. If you don't know that now... You're about to learn that as you get on this journey. He is faithful to provide in ways you cannot imagine. He is faithful to honor your obedience. I do believe that home education is the best outplay of Deuteronomy 6. Um, We are called to disciple our children all day long in every regard and to have the hard and the easy and the joyful conversations with them. Um, Does it say, thou shalt home educate your children? No, it doesn't. But it does say that we're to disciple them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And I believe that home education is the best example of how to do that. You also need to know that he is worthy. Uh, This is, in many ways, going to be a sacrifice. That's not your imagination, and there's no sense in denying it. I remember the first time that I spoke at a homeschool conference, we were new on our journey. I maybe um, was three years in to homeschooling the first time that I spoke at a conference. And um, uh, I talked about how, because I didn't want to do this originally until God interjected himself. um, And I talked about how the first day that we home educated, I felt like I could hear the echo of the penitentiary door slam behind me. Now, that's pretty raw. That is pretty raw. Um, He is worthy of the sacrifice of whatever it is that you feel like you're having to lay down to do this. And I would encourage a journal. Write it out. Write your journal. Be honest. Look, God already knows. So all of those things that you think you're having to give up to do this for your kids... Lay it out before him and um, be honest with yourself. Um, often we think we're fooling him. We are not fooling him. Um, we're we're at best fooling us. But I think as you lay it out before him and journal about it, what, what you feel like you're giving up, your time, your energy, your reputation, perhaps. I know that men take a hit. A lot of other men don't think, you know, home education is legit. And that's because they haven't read any studies. And study after study after study, Harvard, Yale, Princeton are wanting home-educated kids. Why? Because they know how to carry on a conversation with adults, they know how to manage their time, and they know how to engage intellectually. It's, it's a well-known fact. It's documented time after time after time. So there are studies available um, for you to study, but I know that for men, sometimes other men can be very critical, uh, wives, we're probably giving up careers, we're giving up dreams, um, maybe the tennis court, whatever it is. Um, he is worthy of everything that we have. He is worthy of the sacrifice. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy um, for us to do this. Um, next, he is the great redeemer. No homeschool is perfect. Why? Because there's not a perfect parent Um My children are not with me this weekend. We used to travel as an amoeba, and we would all go everywhere. And I would tell audiences, talk to my kids. um, I'm not perfect. My husband's not perfect. Our homeschooling is not perfect, but we serve the only perfect resurrected Savior who redeems all things all the time. That's what he's in the business of doing. So it's not about doing this perfectly. It's about doing this obediently. And part of doing it obediently is doing it joyfully and worshiping the great redeemer who goes before, walks with, and cleans up behind. He is he is the great redeemer. Next, he is the answer. There was a PSA, uh, public service announcement. It's got to be at least 20 years ago that was very popular in the United States. And it was this, education is the answer. And I think it was supported by the NEA. And they were touting that all of these issues of poverty, all these issues of discrimination, all these issues of inequality, all go back to education. No, they don't. Education isn't the answer. Jesus is the answer. And we need to make sure that as we choose to homeschool and we start taking the first steps out on this journey, that we continue to know that he's the answer. Because what we know and what we train our kids in is sometimes different. And so we need to come back to over and over and over and over and over that Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. He is the one that our kids need to know and love and worship and serve, not a math book, not a science book, not grammar rules. Jesus. The other stuff comes. The other stuff comes. And finally, He is enough.
2: It's not Jesus plus. He is enough. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold.
1: Um... There's tons of scriptures for all of these. I put them up here for your deeper study. The Bible the Bible geek in me wants to chase every one of them and talk about key words and connections. We don't have time for that, but please avail yourself of the opportunity to study these scriptures and not just independently, but in the context of their book, right? And, and dare to go deeper on this journey. Next, you need to know yourself. Now, I really actually happen to believe that the people who... Um, are able to avoid homeschooling (laughs) intuitively know some of this stuff. They know that to do this, you're going to have to know yourself. And really, the reality is in our culture, we'd rather not, right? Because if we know, then we have to deal with it, right? But all of your warts, even the ones you can't see and don't know, they come out through this journey. And that's good. I'm going to tell you today, that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. We have already been declared righteous. Sanctification is the process by which we become what we've been declared. And home education is an amazingly powerful sanctification process. And so that means we get to know ourselves. First of all, you can't do this. So uh, very often, uh, once upon a time, we would, uh, this is free. So tip for your homeschool day, family of uh, mom with seven children going to the grocery store. It was a two shopping cart experience, right? And it would be me with the youngest baby, Papoost, my oldest son, with the second youngest in front of him in the shopping cart, right? And then I would have the third youngest in front of me, and everyone else is hanging off the shopping cart. So my rule at the grocery store was everybody wore the same color, right? So on our out day, which was once a week, we had an out day. We had color of the day. And here we go. We run all of our errands. We do anything out of the house on one day of the week. And the rule was you're touching me or you're touching the shopping cart. So these are just a few little bitty things that we did along the way. You cannot go to the grocery store with seven children. I've discovered this. You may not know this and, and just blend into the crowd. (laughs) It's just not possible. And uh, it really isn't possible if everybody has orange on for the day, right? Um, but we got into this pattern of going to the grocery store every Wednesday, and it was kind of creepy because, you know, the woman in the bakery would say, "Miss Carmen, I put out that bread that you like to buy today. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know you knew that I was here. And so things like that would happen, and it was a two-hour experience, Right. We would walk in. The first thing we do is what? Go to the restroom, right? Do half the store. In the back of the store, there's another restroom. Everybody goes to the restroom. I don't need to. Didn't ask. We do that, right? And then we do the second half of the store. And so apparently, we were a deal on Wednesdays. Um, inevitably, someone on Wednesday would say, I just don't know how you do that. I just could never do that. And my response was always, oh, <laughs> I can't do this either. You need to give the fact that you can't a big hug. Some of you are straight-arming a very clear, resonant call of the Holy Spirit on your life, and you've come this weekend to confirm that it really isn't what you're supposed to do When because you can't. You know, it's the land of I can't where God lives. It is when you get to the end of yourself and you finally say, I I can't, that God goes, well, welcome. (laughs) So glad you showed up. Look, where we can, we don't need him. It's where we can't that we need him. And it's where we can't that we find him. And so embracing that you can't, but indeed he can, and he will. And his word affirms that he will do that through you. But acknowledging it to begin with is a very powerful thing. You need God. And you need him in ways that you'd rather not Um, Tomorrow when I do Attention, Obsessive, Compulsive, Perfectionist, Control Freaks, the room will be filled with people who are confident they can handle it. And I was one of those people, right? One of those people that felt bad for everybody else who couldn't. That's pretty pathetic. One of the most glorious things about this journey is learning how much and how desperately I need God in the everyday things that, P.S., I thought I had handled. Because without him, we don't have anything. And I had relegated him to the fringes of my life. This is a massive invitation for him to come on in and say, "I, I I, can't, I really, really, really need you. I really need you. I would suggest to you that the majority, the vast majority, maybe upwards of 90% of the people who go to church every Sunday don't get how desperately they need him. And what a gift to realize how desperately we need him and to embrace that need that only he can fill. You are qualified. So, this is, um, a big deal, and, um, when I first started home educating our children, if I were to tell you that my mother was panicked, I would be making a gross understatement. Um, so I, Ammar, Iswas, were a severe dyslexic, uh, did not, was not diagnosed with dyslexia until I was in the eighth grade. I was, as a result, an extreme audio learner. I could memorize 51 numbers in sequence because I'd had to rely on that. I had no reading comprehension. I was a product of the whole language reading approach of the uh, 70s. So I didn't know phonics. And um, I, I just had some severe issues that I faced. So my mother was just literally panicked over the prospect of me home-educating her children, her grandchildren. And and clearly, right, the only thing that gave her a little peace about it is um, I've learned a lot of different ways to deal with that. I do have a college degree, and my college degree is in secondary education. However, I would say that my professional degree in secondary education ended up being a detriment to my homeschooling journey instead of an advantage. While other people thought that it would qualify me, right, Uh, being certified to do public education is vastly different because in public education, if you'll imagine a bell curve, I was trained to aim for the middle of the bell curve and hope for the ends. In home education, I have the opportunity to individualize the education for each one of my children. So then it goes back to the IEPs, the Individual Educational Program, or I don't know if they've changed the initials now. That's what we did when I taught in high school. That's what I get to do for each one of my children. So if you're doubting your qualification, let me frame it for you like this. The God of the universe who spun the planets into orbit and put the stars in their place sent that child and that child and that child to your house on time In his perfect timing, he could have sent those kids to anybody on the planet, but he sent them to you. And the fact that he sent them to be in your home, whether they are naturally born to you or adopted, however they came to be yours, he put his stamp of approval on you as qualified to home educate them. You are qualified. You are sovereignly, predestined, providentially qualified to home educate your children. You're not alone, so I would propose um, that as you start down this journey, um, the enemy that you do have, so don't forget you have an enemy, it is my personal conviction of all the people on the planet that the enemy wants to discourage its homeschool parents because we are changing the world one home at a time, and we are profoundly changing a world one home at a time. We're having family dinners together. We are studying God's word together. We're worshiping together. We're laughing together. We are changing the world one household at a time. And I would suggest to you that his method of discouragement begins here with convincing you on your worst day that you're all by yourself. No one understands and no one's had a day this bad. So what I want you to remember on that worst day is it's a lie. You are not alone. Jesus said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You are never alone. And I promise you, we could sit in this room and go back and forth on worst possible days. I've been there, done it. I've not just had a worse day. I've had a worse week. I've had a worse year. I've, I've had whole years that I wish I could just pick up and shoot. I mean, just really, really bad. And yet, retrospectively, God was in every day of it. And while it felt like it was a waste and the enemy worked diligently to convince me that it was everything of it was wasted, I serve a God who doesn't waste anything. And so just remember, you're not alone. You're going to be amazed. One of the reasons I'm such a staunch homeschool advocate is because of what God has shown me. I mean, here's the deal. I remember it was just last Christmas, not this last Christmas but the Christmas before. So I have two grandchildren now. My um oldest grandchild is 2, but that Christmas she uh was with um her mom and dad, my oldest son and his wife at our home for Christmas. And she took her first steps in my living room. In my living I got to be there when Cassette took her first two steps and I would not have missed that for anything. For anything. And I bet you would say the same thing. You remember where you were when that kid took their first step or that one. You remember when they fell on their, you there are moments in your child that you just think, ah, oh, I'm so glad I saw that. Why then, why then do we want to miss or are willing to miss a apple a? Why? Why do we want so desperately to see the first step? We've got these things that we want to see. Remember the first time that they say mama, which generally is after dada, who, hello. Why? Why? I can remember a Apple app when it finally clicked with my kids. But not just that. I have seen God provide for them. I have seen God direct them. I have seen God knit their hearts together. Now with five out of the house, do you know what's glorious? It's when I talk to one of them and say, I was just talking to Charles the other day. Or yeah, I just got off the phone with Molly. They still love each other. They're still in relationship with each other. I'm amazed at what God has done in their hearts and their minds. All for his praise and all for his glory. Prepare yourself. You're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. Next. Oh, here's our family. So here we are. Here's all five. So these boys would just shoot me for this picture because they're very young here. This is Charles, my oldest, Anderson, second, the three girls, Ann, Molly, Molly, Lily Bell, Joseph, and Benjamin. You need to know your kids. Now... um, This is not easy to do. There's a couple of resources that I would recommend. There's a book by Cynthia Tobias called The Way They Learn that I love. It's an older book, but I really think it's outstanding. And if you ever get to hear her speak, she's a hoot, so make sure you avail yourself of that. Uh, It's Tobias, T-O-B-I-A-S, The Way They Learn. Deb Bell is also, she was one of my homeschool speakers before we published her at Apologia. She has a book entitled The Ultimate Guide to Homeschooling, and her story about that book is hilarious also. And then the book um, that gave this conference its title by Lee Priola is entitled Teach Them Diligently. Uh, that book is worth its um, price in the back. It has all the sins that your kids can commit and correlating scriptures. It's an outstanding book. All three of those books are excellent resources for you to get to know your kids. What are their strengths? What do they naturally do well?
0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible Curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast.